Well, that's all business. That's all business. All business. It's all business. Comes on the call. Then, of course, I came on the call. All over the call. All over the call. And then uh, it was right away. Like, let's hit record. Let's do. Let's start. Let's do. Let's make a podcast. No foreplay. Just straight in there. Yeah, I haven't even like taken the customary five minutes to complain to Jonathan about shit I can't say in public about people I can't talk about. Well, I blamed you entirely because as soon as Jonathan came on the call, you came and I said, hey, we're not recording. Yeah, that's true. And we need to we need to have the tape running for every milky dollop that emanates from from the excitable Stephanie Sterling Esquire. Uh, how do you do? Why do you t- why do you orgasm so fast so good so fast? It just happens. You didn't even I was like, what'd you say? And you're like, uh Oh, if I had a nickel for every time a, a woman told me that. Tell me what the matter is, tell me what the matter is, tell me, tell me, tell me what the matter is. Tell me what the matter is, tell me what the matter is, tell me, tell me, tell me what the matter is. Oh, the speed. But, uh, you know, speed. As long as there's resilience, I suppose, and I'm far from an expert on these things. I was just listening to the song H Towns, H Towns, knocking the boots. Do you know it? Uh, no, but I can hazard a guess as to the subject matter. I don't know. I've heard it so many times, but it's such a foreign concept to me. This whole sexual, sexual congress. It's happened. Of course, but you're not up on your sex, are you? You're not no. like dig into it i'm uh, it's uh, like another person i knew that looked a little like me has had sex yeah but uh it's it's a real it's a real dreamy memory that i can't remember like what do you you get in there is that what you do knocking the boots this is an interesting scenario because what you just said resonates with me but the other way where there is a person who used to look a bit like me Mm-hmm. Who wasn't having sex at all, really? Mm-hmm. And then there's a person now. <laughs> You're knocking the boots. I'm knocking the boots, Jonathan, all the time, to the point where I'm quite tired. <laughs> um, but that really speaks to the core of of the problem, and that's why you're here today, Jonathan, to answer for your crimes. For your sexy <laughs> crimes, what? Which are different from sex crimes. Um, Good. We'll get we'll get to those later, you dirty little boy. But I think the amount of sex I have, Jonathan, seems to be uh, inverse, inversely proportional to the sex you have, mm. which is practically zilch. So we had like a. I don't know if you've seen it. They they don't play it anymore due to the racism. But the Cheech and Chong had a movie called The Corsican Brothers, where what happened to one happened to the other one. Like if you punched Chong, then Cheech would be like, "Yowch, my mouth." Oh, so so, so what Joseph Mengele was trying to prove? <laughs> what? Oh, in a yeah. way, in a way, <laughs> the works of Cheech and Chong and Joseph Mengele are. Uh, in, in, uh, inextricably linked in a way <laughs> in a way see that makes a lot of sense to me because obviously you know anyone who has heard me orgasm knows that I go hey man uh, just before I blow so that makes a lot of sense to me 
<laughs> but it's the opposite of that. Like, what happens to you doesn't happen to me, I well, guess is my I'm point. thinking it's like the amount of sex I have makes me like some sort of portrait of hoary and grey. <laughs> Uh, uh, like a where, like the drier your balls get, the wetter mine become. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think everyone's landed where they should. I, okay, I, but, but I have to know which one is the painting. <laughs> I think stuff is the the painting because there. No, wait, I'm the painting because the the painting looks bad, but stuff looks good. <laughs> So I'm getting worse and Steph's getting better, right? But look, I've not just gathered you all here to show off about, like, how often I have sex, which, you know, is often nightly and sometimes for hours at a time. I'm not just here to talk about that, Jonathan. We're here to talk about your career, for God's sake. yeah. (laughs) Don't say it like that. (laughs) Don't say it like that. The critics are saying your career like that. The, the critics, think. they're not aware. They haven't seen or thought about anything I've done. I'm, I'm actually having a pretty pretty big year. We're into March already, 2023. There's a lot of things that are happening that are more high profile than the past, but the critics are not aware of anything. Yes, they, they are. Lloyd is a sort of critic. <laughs> by the... I take a photograph of you down by the river, and one by one they look at the photo. Lloyd and all of his little friends that hang out by the river, right? toasting rats on a bin fire how little are they about you know five foot one average i think jerry's like four and nine but he's an outlier yeah Yeah, their 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 mothers were inveterate smokers Uh, on purpose actually oh cigarettes yeah like that's how they all know each other is uh their mums all knew each other and we're engaging in a competition uh the shortest lad contest uh, and they they were they they like moved to factory towns, chain smoked, uh, just to try and produce the shortest boy. Said so. The girls they drowned. They weren't part of the contest. <laughs> These are mothers that did this. Yeah, very morally grey. The portrait thereof. <laughs> it's grey. You're unsure as to whether the, they were right or wrong for well, trying to make small baby. Who can say? It's a small baby's going to be great. There are some that say there's a population overgrowth. And maybe having smaller lads means that we can pack more of them into our house. <laughs> that's the goal. But, you know, that's me thinking like a landlord. Oh, because they each have to pay by the person. Everyone would have to pay, Jonathan. Everyone. So yeah. anyway, mm. when Lloyd and the boys are done gathering around your photograph and coming on it, they all just sort of shrug and go, eh, what has he done lately? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you said that so casually, I didn't catch it. They're masturbating to a picture of me? Mm. Two. On. Loudly next to. We can't really get inside their minds to know what it is that they are specifically masturbating to. Now, mm. what they are masturbating in the direction of. Yes, towards. Your photograph. Yes, yeah. they're certainly <laughs> masturbating towards you, Jonathan. Um, but they're not masturbating towards your career, which which the critics, Lloyd and the boys, have been panning. Oh, no. You're really? critically panned, Jonathan. The, these river boys, 
uh, don't the approve river boys. The, the, the masturbating river boys don't approve of your career trajectory. So clearly you've got to make a change because you're doing something wrong if you don't have the approval of some men who eat barbecued rats and masturbate on photographs of you by a river. Right at the bendy bit where that girl died. <laughs> that's that's their preference, to be near where the girl died. Well, not because the girl died there, Jonathan. No. The way you say it makes it sound macabre. It's There's nothing macabre about it, Jonathan. That bit is Are where the sure? tree is. Yeah, there's the nice bit of shade on the tree at the bend, the tree where that man hanged himself. <laughs> that too that, It sounds yeah. haunted It sounds. He took a life insurance policy out on himself Hanged himself, thought he'd trick the system Get a bit of money uh, Realised all too late that He'd be dead Oh right Couldn't enjoy it Had no beneficiaries <laughs> No, he did not think it through <laughs> So that money's just sitting in an account somewhere I have to guess Somewhere? <laughs> Sh- should we go get it? Uh, I mean, only legally. I don't want to break any laws. Wow, that's that's a shame because a lot of ideas I have for your career involve uh, a, a few little, what, what would we call them? White crimes. <laughs> like white lies, but crimes? Yeah, yeah. Innocent crimes. Innocent crimes of innocence, <laughs> as I like to call them. Um, would you like to star in a show called Tub Dumpin'? Tub dumping, not tub thumping, like Chumbawamba? No, not tub thumping. This is legally distinct so that Chumbawamba don't get on our case. This is tub dumping with big Johnny diapers. <laughs> sounds bad. What do you mean it sounds bad? <laughs> it's got diapers. Nobody. It's got big. And, and, and here's the best bit, right, Jonathan? Here's the best bit. Uh-huh. The word big in the title, it's in quotes. <laughs> It's... It could be a reference to your huge dong. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. It I assumed could it was. Be. I thought it was the poop size, and uh, it could I... be. It could be. <laughs> Nobody wants. We don't know. That's the... why the quotes are there for the mystery. Yeah, There's... and it's, it's going to be hard to tell whether the dumps are big or whether the dick is big because you know adult diapers aren't very revealing. The, the, yeah, but they do reveal that someone's going to shit their pants, and no one wants that. <laughs> People stay very far away from shit and diapers because they're synonymous. So if I go into a room and say, diapers, people will be like, get get him out of here or let's get out of here. Either way, they're separating from the association of the, of the diapers. It really causes people to feel unclean, just the thought of them. You make an excellent point. I think the way for this show to start really would be you going into random rooms and yelling, diapers! <laughs> Then, then as everyone clears off, just, uh, just, it could be the same bar every night you turn up and do it. And people eventually by the end of it, just roll their eyes and they're like, he's going to fucking start. Let's just go. And then you look at the camera and say, what up losers? Big Johnny D. Big Johnny D. Big Johnny D. It's big, big in quotes. Johnny diapers, tub dumping. I just, I, I think it would be a great idea. Johnny. People associate you with dick, and they some <laughs> like it. But when you do a bait and switch and be like, "Want my big D?" and it's just a shitty, big shitty diaper. It's not. It's a well. I know some people like it, but to the vast majority, the mainstream, who I think recording 
here. We're trying to get me some mainstream oh, yeah. fame again. It's uh, a turn off the ship. I mean, I liked when you said bait and switch. Obviously, I'll be spelling bait differently, but uh, that'll be a nice little video game themed show we can do. Bait and switch. How can are you, you guess spelling... how I spelled bait? No, I'm so ignorant. How do you spell uh, There bait? ain't an I in it. B-A-T-E? Got it in one. Say that again. So, tub dumping <laughs> with big Johnny diapers. I, I just think, Conrad, you're you're a, a man of, of elegant tastes and you know your pop culture. Um, I know that you often seek a classier viewing. I do, I do. I mean, I, I tend to appreciate some of the finer elements of our culture. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Now, I know that you, you're a man of, of fine wine, elegant uh, flavors. Uh, and I know that you're a man who likes his, uh, let's just say his uh, self-grooming. You like to be clean. You oh, like... I'm, I'm a very, very tidy individual. Very much so. Like, like to the point of envy with me, because I'm someone who can't fucking keep their muck off the walls um but i think this would be a show very much targeted at you um and and those like you um it would be a show about how to run and maintain um a luxurious relaxing bath Mm, okay what products to use Mm. um the kind of smells like scented candles various soaps and I thought what might be fun is because I'm something of a layperson when it comes to that. Like, I like to be clean, but I wouldn't say I'm uh, an expert in, in um, bathtub products and, and things like that. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, you... and it's an enormous, enormous market. There are so many different products available and having some way to sort of inform and narrow that field could be very valuable, uh, profitable too. Yeah, so we could maybe discuss that while um, we're cleaning Jonathan, who's in the bathtub, uh, in his diaper, winking at the camera, because, yeah, of course, he's doing a hot dump, but it's not going in the bath because it's it's in his diaper. So he's just, like, winking at the camera saying, Big Johnny D, beating the system, uh, as he enjoys the clean and the dirty best of both worlds. So constantly winking as though I have some sort of neurological uh, situation happening where there's changes in the brain. Just the uh, the eye is constantly twitching with self-gratification. The only neurological situation going on is the constant waves of genius pulsing through your throbbing brain sponge, Jonathan. (laughs) While you sit and, and like... I reckon we've got, oh God, for a first season, 20, 23 episodes out of this. Oh, very easily. Yeah, if you're wearing a diaper, uh, we can even watch you put it on. Conrad and I run the bath. We talk about what products we're using this week, where the soap was hand-pressed, uh, all of those things. Uh, then you uh, get in, right? Possibly to Michael Jackson's Earth song. Uh you know, or a different song each week. Not Chumper Wumper. Because <laughs> they're, they, they're already, they're already breathing down my neck on this. That's right. But the diaper will be quickly soaked and, and filled with the bathwater, therefore unable to absorb 
whatever I secrete into the cloth or fabric. It's you raise an interesting point. Uh, I I hadn't considered that, but you're right. <laughs> bonus. <laughs> That's not a bonus. I mean, That's... that could be an element of tension every week. Will it indeed seep, or will it hold? That could be like a fun little uh, show within a show, a little segment every week called Will It Seep or Will It Hold? I mean, I think it's, it's uh, something that the viewing audience could get in on too. Like, can you spot the creeping turd? Oh, yeah. That's spot. really good. Like, what color? Like, after the bath bomb has like changed the water, like whatever color it's going to be, like pink, yellow, red, whatever, uh, what color will it be after? Uh, the hot dump <laughs> manifests. It's gross. It's gross. And, and How it, is it gross? And will it hold? It will not hold. Like, there's not <laughs> every episode, you, you and Conrad will be like, will it hold? And then, drum roll. <laughs> no. Oh, shitty diapers. You know, and it's just floating around. They'll be like a, a poop. I don't know necessarily if that's true. <laughs> it's never going to It's not hold. like Conrad and I are going to be poking at you with particularly big forks. You're not? No, no. not big ones. <laughs> Regular table ones. And I certainly wouldn't have given you a beverage laced with Metamucil about 30 minutes before showtime. No, there's no Metamucil anywhere in the room. Because <laughs> it's in me. Already. And just well, about all of the bath products. <laughs> the, the topical laxative. You just want to rub laxative into my skin. Well, it's a topical show. <laughs> the topic is me getting washed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, you tub dumping, essentially. like that's, And I think that says a lot about modern society, Jonathan. So I love all of this. I love all of, of course, it. yeah. Uh, but I do think there could be some concerns when we pitch this um, about a couple of elements. One of which being the expense, the cost of building the bathroom set, and yeah. and all of that. Um, and I and, will insist on a on a studio set. Well, hear me out on this. Uh, okay, because. I think another uh, issue that they might have is, you know, like a lack of dynamism in the, the whole thing. And so I think both of these issues can be addressed if we take it to a full-on reality format. Oh. Every week, we go use some person's bathroom <laughs> in some Boston person. to do this as, the, oh. as the set for the show. Yeah. Not my bathroom. We travel Boston. Looking for a bathroom to use, to fill it, and then fill it. I like that. I mean, as long as we can, you know, the bathroom's big enough to fit in the the very hot studio lights, because um, I want to keep it toasty in there um, as part of the luxury. It might be a little bit tight, but the, the lights can, you know, they could be pretty close to Jonathan, right? I mean, you oh, know. yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's... I think regulations are like a couple feet away from human skin, but regulations were made to be broken. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, they don't want you in the house. Like, I mean, let's do it this way so it doesn't happen because they would just won't let us in. The 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 whole the people in the homes will say you cannot shit in my tub. Oh no no no! We'll make sure they're not home. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, we can't have other people, like, interrupting the shoot. Yeah. Will Jimmy the lock with a bit of wire or Jimmy the window with a bit of brick, you know, whatever, whatever comes to hand and mind, bundle you in. You'll be in a burlap sack for this bit, Jonathan. Don't worry about that. For my comfort or wh- why the uh, sack? Just or... in case you're thinking of going away from us at any point <laughs> during this. I'd hate for you to go away from us, Jonathan, which is why I've got my Johnny sack. That's what you call the sack with me in it? I'm having it made. I'm strongly considering uh, getting a Johnny sack made for you that is uh, set to your dimensions. How high are you again? Is it 5'11"? Something like that, yeah. Something uh, like that, yeah. So I'm five 5'13 for the bag, which is 6'1". If we're going to use human measurements, sure, uh, because I don't want it to be a, a exactly tight, because I want some literal wiggle room, because I think it will be uh, more aesthetically pleasing if you're flopping about in there. So for, for Boston's a densely settled area. It's it's a city. It's yeah. jam packed with people. You're always seeing someone, and. So sort of inevitable that people are going to see you in the sack with me wiggling and screaming in the sack to get out of the sack and you're going to throw me into a, a window or or a door jimmy jimmy you're going to you're going to be seen jimmying a door with a crowbar or a, a lockpick it's it's crime it's crime central it's a real uh, 911 call it's a it's an instant police engagement for them they're they're roaming the streets looking for this sort of thing let alone what happens when the people potentially come home to find the three of us <laughs> deciding what the crime we wanted to do and that's the thing about crimes is cuz when you witness a crime happening and i've seen a few and i'm sure you've seen them too you think is that a crime and then you think why are they doing that crime? Oh, burglary. They need the money for something. Or, oh, you know, um, I've been, people have exposed themselves to me on the street. I'm like, I get it. Some sort of like fetish deal. Like there's no profit in that. There's not a a cash exchange or the gain of money. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) For me, I did not pay for the the flashing of the genitals. I once saw someone shoplift from a right-eyed and I said nothing, Jonathan. Sure. So I would like to think that kindness would be returned by society. That that <laughs> overlooking of a crime of, of necessity, one would assume, uh, would be passed on. I, I don't speak up when I see someone like shoplifting from a right side because the queue was very long. Jonathan. So from the right head, potentially the person needed what they were stealing because it was he didn't he was just really fucked off with the queue (laughs) which in a way i found even more morally justifiable and it is more morally justifiable than three individuals in a stranger's bathroom bathing because they wanted to make a TV show about it like there's no there's no going to court and being like your honor we had to make the show. We didn't have a... It was a moral imperative that we shop this to the Netflix in order to... I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think we would stand up. We'd show a photograph of you, Jonathan, from 1998. And we say this. This oh. was Jonathan Holmes. 
It was. From Road Rules, The Northern The Trail. Look at him! Look at those abs. Look at those nipples. He's got his nips held high. And look at him now. Yeah, look. We are trying to bring vitality back to that man's life. We are trying to give America a bit of hope. Do you know how many times the judge has already banged the gavel and said, Order yeah, no, equipment right. to say <laughs> The judge has banged the gavel, right? <laughs> judge Gherkin O'Leary has gone, Bang, bang, gavel, gavel, here, here. Your words, Stephanie Conrad, your words have melted this old judge's heart. I say... Break into more homes, run more baths, and fit that man with more and ever-elegant diapers. He's Big Johnny D! Now get out of here, you scamps. That's what I think will happen. I mean, that's how the pilot episode has to end, right? Yeah. That's yeah. just the pilot. That That's <laughs> it's quite a quite a start to... You know, I'm thinking hard of, uh, first of all, the theme song will be, why am I trying to make this show with you? Uh, but still, the, the theme song would have to be very good in order to get people to sit down for tub. Dump, yeah. Dumping. You, you don't, people don't want dumps. They don't, they, they, there's never been something just called sure? the dump or, you know, you let's sure? dump. That That's never, let's catch. Let's dance, all very popular. Let's dump. No marketing potential. It is no. it is a, an immediate ignore and or deplore. People stay the heck away from the dumps. You're not going to like my next idea. <laughs> I say idea. I've just got a question. It's for it's for both of you. Um, and, and honestly, it would really help me out if if you. <laughs> If you could give me your thoughts on the Chum Bucket Challenge. <laughs> no, it's a... I never like those questions. We've, I think we've said this before. You know those whole, like, oh, would you do this for $1,000? Or, oh, would you do this or that? I hate those questions. Mm. I always like to answer those questions from the position of, it's already been agreed upon. The question isn't will. The question is how. Uh, so my question is not, would you fill a bucket with your bodily fluid slash excretions? It's more if you were filling a bucket with your bodily fluids and excretions, what ratio would you do it in? This this I was racking my brains wait. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> wait, wait. So this is a preconceived, this isn't just on the fly. You've been wondering about my chum bucket for weeks. <laughs> oh, I never stop thinking about your chum bucket, Jonathan. But I'm I'm more interested in America's chum bucket. Um, it just it keeps me up at night thinking like if let's let's just say if a big titted British American with a gun was in someone's home, not necessarily Jonathan's, uh, making that person fill a bucket with their bodily fluids slash excretions. Uh, what ratio? What what amount of what fluids in okay. what order? Yeah, because that's helpful. Now, uh, the context of a a person <laughs> with helpful. a gun there um, <laughs> does does sort of help contextualize it a little bit. I do have a couple of other questions. Uh, how large is this bucket? Right, uh, we're talking um, your stereotypical pile. 
Mm-hmm. The kind you'd wash a window or a car with, the the standard farm's utility bucket. Like, so a gallon bucket, basically. Let's it's say so, yes. Yeah, about a gallon. Uh, okay. Do bear in mind, here's another qualifier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have to share a studio apartment with it until it's filled. Okay, okay, all right. I've, that, that... I mean, they've locked the door. They, not necessarily they, could be a she or a he, have locked the door. Right, what's and going they're on? stood in front of it, or he or she, with a gun. We or live. With a, we live with a bucket. What's going? We're locked in with a bucket. Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. this had... I've got a gun to your head. Salt is <laughs> out the fucking window now. Unlike the bucket, I've got a gun to your head, Jonathan. Yeah, this will happen. We're in a studio apartment. You've got a bucket to fill, and neither of us are leaving until you've filled it. Are you doing one substance or a mix? Are you dumping the lot in for speed, or are you trickling? We ain't leaving that apartment until it's filled. It's the Chum Bucket Challenge, a Hulu original. Uh, I can't fill a bucket with... (laughs) I could could bleed into it, I guess. I can't make stuff come out. See, now you're thinking. I can blow my nose a little. Now you're thinking with fluids. I'm dry. I'm a dry guy. I got no... I uh, don't have fluids. I'm 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 like a skeleton in skin. I'm just it's like trying to squeeze uh, water from a rock. I I could push a poop out maybe, but mm, that's a little baby. That's a tiny pooper. That's nothing. I can't just make stuff come out of my body. I can cry. What are your thoughts on stuff going into your body? Bad. Don't want any invasions. Oh, you're not going to like the next five ideas then. <laughs> I'm doing my best, Jonathan. You are. I really am doing my best for your career. I. <laughs> that's, that's not. So my career, I have been, I think maybe one of the last times we talked, I uh, was told I might be on... The Real World Road Rules Challenge All-Star Season 4. I was not. That filmed already in January. Was it not? I'm not on that. No. But they may call me for the next one. And I've been going to exercise about six days a week, sometimes five if I'm very busy. But still, I've, I've made relative strong gains in the muscle department. So Getting them gains. I've gotten some gains and some, and it caused a lot of pain. It's not fun. I don't like to exercise, but I'm doing Bro, it anyway. Do you bench? I <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've benched a little. Yeah. I I tend to do the machines because I don't have anyone to spot me. I'm a very solitary person. I do machines. I'm a very Donatello person. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> the uh, real world road rules challenge audience has taken notice. There's like 20 of them that now follow me and actually engage with me regularly. That saying, sounds about the right number for the contemporary Road Rules audience. You know, I thought so. That's 100% market share. I thought, I thought so too, but that's actually the ratings are not that bad for the show. I think each episode gets like a million views or something. So, you know, not not great, but uh, not in the total the total toilet, the kind of toilet you want me to be you and me. I have many toilets <laughs> I want you to be. Well, I, I like that you said I want you to be, mm. not be in, not be near. No, you but want yes, me to be that toilet. I do want you to be a toilet, Jonathan. <laughs> Dirty little toilet boy. 
Sorry, just going to make a note of that one too. Right next to Bait and Switch. Yeah, it's, but they're, they're the cowboy boy. from yes. Real World Season 2 is like, let's Who? hang out. He's, he remembers me from the time we roller luged against each other. He's talking about starting a podcast maybe where we talk about whatever. Uh, I mean, a, a character I made up called Art Hawk is going to be in three video games this year. One of them is called Lunark. It's already out. On all systems, you you can see Arthawk at the end of it, and I guess it's actually supposed to be me in there. I haven't played it myself yet, but my my profile is on the rise, maybe without any shits, without any jism, without any toilets or buckets. And or just think wets. how much bigger you'd be <laughs> if we'd done any of these things. I. <laughs> Don't you think that it's a, it's something that put, puts you relegates you to sort of a at the very best a cult classic fetish fella where people just only associate you with the smell of the brown stuff that comes out the ass? They're just gonna think I'm a shit man. That they don't like shit man. They say no. They say no to shit man. <laughs> wow, this is the most fourth wall breaking experience I think I've ever seen happen on a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you mean that I'm acknowledging that I am a shit man? What what did I do? The listeners know. <laughs> and I think it's great that that in the month since we've uh, done one of these, you've done so well for yourself. Well done. Well, I mean, it's it's far from like a. <laughs> well, well, so well done. Well done. The critics are not taking note. No one well, actually cares about any of these things. But it is some inkling. No, you you go do your 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 podcast with your cowboy, and you know roller luge with him, and and be a bird in a video game. You know, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, well done. Oh, yeah, we're, well done. we're both fuck really you. happy for you. Conrad yeah, asked me to record the show, and I couldn't do it on Friday. Instead, I said, "Let's do it today." I was. Yeah, I suppose you couldn't have done it on Friday, making a podcast with your new cowboy friends. <laughs> not. I actually have two day jobs right now, so I am inundated oh. with with tasks like doing audits of the paperwork and the phone calls. I have to listen to other people's phone calls and make sure that they engaged properly on the phone and used the right nomenclature and always say that the call is being recorded. Yet you you were available enough for your cowboy friend, I guess. I'm not. So. We're not doing the show. He he asked me to do the show. It was very I'm sweet cowboy. of him. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> hey, Jonathan. It's me, Tristan the Cowboy. Do you want to record a podcast with me and leave your friends, Jonathan and, and, and Conrad Stephanie to rot? Is that what you want? Bang, bang, bang. But bang! This is Jonathan? Tristan the cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> he's so wispy. He's like a spirit that just kind of warped into my world, just sort of phased in, and and wants <laughs> wants my attention. Uh, in real life, he's like, "Hey, you're about a true story. I'm a cowboy." He's never gonna want to do the show now that I've just horribly impersonated and mocked him but yeah, i'm gonna make sure i send that clip to him so that he doesn't take you away from us jonathan you're with us forever i can bang, do more bang, than one bang. podcast at a time I... no you can't even do this one 
It's not my fault. It's been months. <laughs> it's not. People are pretty sure this show is dead. I know. They've asked me. I said, I'm ready no, to I do it. They've me all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm flattered. That I they... mean, par- it's partially my fault for never getting back to messages. True. But then that's mostly the fault of of the fact that I've got several mental disorders on the go <laughs> at any one point. I'm like you with full-time work, Jonathan. You're doing Only a lot of amazing with brain wrongs. <laughs> your you for uh, your your brain is as right as they come. I know it doesn't always feel right, but you're wrestling. You got one of your biggest shows ever coming up. I follow you on Twitter. I'm keeping track. You're on fire. You're moving on without me. Really is what's going on. You're you've surpassed. How dare you? I mean, you started off surpassed as me. Let's let's be honest. When we when we began the show, you were already leagues above me in terms of. Quality and quantity. Yeah. Now, I love, I love that you've said nice things about me and was going to, like, obviously maneuver that into talking about being uh, the PCW Women's Champion in UK wrestling. Yes. However, Conrad then said, how dare you? And I'm on the edge of my seat for this. (laughs) Please continue. I mean, this is clearly some victim-blaming bullshit. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Victim? Victim. Jonathan, victim? why are you blaming the victim? Conrad, explain more to him. I, oh, oh, it's it's not my fault that we're not doing the show. Stephanie mm. is so successful. It's Stephanie's oh. fault we're not doing. And meanwhile, here we are. There's a lot of that you. going around. <laughs> but Steph- Stephanie literally just said I didn't respond to your messages for a little while. Because I, I get oh. it. You did say that, I think. Stephanie <laughs> said. <laughs> Stephanie said. The famously mentally disabled Stephanie Sterling said. I, I, oh. <laughs> I would never exploiting. call someone famously mentally. <laughs> How do you start a sentence like that? How do you ever describe <laughs> someone as famously mentally disabled? Stephanie, you don't, you don't lead with that. You don't define people by. <laughs> I describe myself as that because I bang on about my mental disabilities all the time. Well, it's good for it you helps to do me it. get attention, it, and it's it normalizes it and shows people that even with uh, disabilities, you can still. Have an amazing life and amazing career. I love that you do that, but I would never describe you <laughs> famously. The fact that I'm trying to say that, the fact that, you know, <laughs> well renowned for such disorders as bipolar disorder, <laughs> attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, you know, like I would never sell you as combined. It's, it's, it is a challenge. That's combined. Different. That's the difference between you. And us, Jonathan. Mm. We will lift you up. Mm. Yeah, you won't brag on my accomplishments. <laughs> but you will say, Jonathan You didn't Holmes. even mention the OCD. I didn't even... See? I, I would... <laughs> I'll mention Art Hawk in a game. I'll mention Nintendo Force. But you... You're not going to let everyone know about my accomplishments in the field of being mentally ill. I think I retweeted your woman's... I mean, no one reads my tweets anyway. They get like three likes. Unless I post a picture of me shirtless. My woman's what? Sorry, while we're on the... While I was on the subject of, of mental illness. Yes. Uh, my woman's what? Championship. You won the champ. championship. And, and what's that got to do with being mentally ill? Nothing. It's an accomplishment, <laughs> I was saying. I don't... <laughs> Nothing. To the, to completely... What I was saying is I would never... Like, retweet, if you said, like, I have mental illnesses, I wouldn't retweet or quote retweet and say, famously, 
You know, I wouldn't like try to make that the selling point. <laughs> you I... should. <laughs> I'll tell you what, right? At some point tonight, I'm going to think about this conversation. And I'm either going to laugh or Conrad's going to get a very nervous message. <laughs> Saying what? We can't keep that bit in. <laughs> I can't wait to find out which one is going to be, like what, what it's going to be. I can't wait. Um, I had this other idea, though. Oh, yeah? And there's not poo in this one oh. much. Not not a lot. Um, <laughs> there's some, though, it sounds like. Yeah, I just had an idea of, of uh, a product we could, well, a product. It's, it's more of an art installation piece that we can do in, oh, I don't know, Boston, probably. Seems to be where we do stuff. It's where I do um, stuff, yeah. It's where you do stuff, and it's where we want to do stuff to you and at you, near you, towards you, as as Lloyd and the River folk do. Um, I had this idea called Gasher John, the living Gashapon. Sounds, sounds like a bad idea. Is it? It do I survive it, or do I get opened up in any way, or do I get to stay? No, sealed? you you're not opened up. You're put into things. <laughs> The giant plastic bull that we'll put you in is what gets opened up. And we put you in that. So you are the world's biggest and most alive capsule toy. I reckon one of those two things will get us in the Guinness Book of World Records. And I don't know if they're compatible. Like, how long can I live in the toy? It's sealed, I'm guessing. There's air holes. Oh, so it's it's survivable for some days. No, look, there's air holes about the size of, like, circumference of, like, a, a banana. Because that way, if you're a naughty boy in there, we can just, like, push a little poo in. <laughs> just as a little punishment. I said there wasn't going to be much poo involved. But obviously, there's naughty? a baseline amount. <laughs> what is... What is <laughs> how can I break the rules? How can I rebel uh, when I'm complaining, trapped in... I'm just wondering how I can be... <laughs> Bashing on the plastic, asking for food, asking for bedding. Like, there's all manner of ways in which you could be a naughty little boy. It's like pornography, you know? I'll know it when I see it. Exactly. I think that you may see me, like, crying or just looking away or doing a deep sigh. I might go... <sighs> well, and like pornography, I... Steph will be masturbating. <laughs> oh, absolutely. In, possibly into the hole. Actually, that's a different idea. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but th do you not like the idea of you being in a giant plastic ball that we roll around? <laughs> we'll roll around town and people will be invited to like hurl bricks at it and stuff. <laughs> oh, I, it hurts a lot to, especially when you're heavy. And I'm, I'm probably a good 215 pounds, 20 pounds now. When you're rolled around... Like a yeah. bumble ball baby, and you're bumped and you're lumped and you you take your lumps, you, you end up battered and bruised. It may be broken. This is a, a potential fracture in my future. It's trouble. No, no, I think you'd be a great gasher, 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 John. <laughs> well, don't those come out of a machine? Can't I, can't I be bought by some person who will then you know? Set me free? Or? Wait, so you were concerned about the weight of just you in the capsule, and now you want us to produce a machine large enough to produce you? I would yeah. like to be 
And I will free. do that. Don't you worry about it. We we will make some large construct. If that's what it takes. If that's what it takes to get you in into the Gashapon capsule. Uh, are there other trapped toy people inside? No, no. I tell you what, there is though. There's other perspectives. Because because here's here's where it gets really clever, and here's why it's going to be on TV. Oh, is because episode one of the of this show, Gasher John the Living Gashapon, right, will be us, you know, jimmying open your door with a wire, or jimmying opening your window with a brick, uh, getting in there, putting you in your burlap sack, dragging you out, um, putting you in the giant plastic capsule, and then rolling you around town where people are invited to sort of. Bash, bash, bash against it and hurl bricks at it. Poke little poos through the the hole. You know, just celebrate you and your career. Um, And then the best part is every subsequent episode is a different person who was there giving you their version of events um, as it happened and as they saw them so that it's not just a giant living Gashapon. It's a giant Gashajon Gashapon Rashomon. And that's the show. It sounds like a, a Katamari clump of perspectives on what it was like the time I was treated like a thing at best. I mean, I'm, <laughs> at the very best, you're treating me like an object. Right, but you didn't know how you were treated like an object. That's the key. Exactly. We've all got different like points of view on it. A, a different story to tell. No, you don't. The only bit that's consistent among all of these Rashomon stories is that at some point a uh, pig's snout was put over your nose and then everyone started yelling, I'm with Hoggins! <laughs> I can't believe you. And... You called that back. You called that back. They... Well, yeah, obviously, because that's... I'm convinced that's how we get America back on your side. It's with not, not as Jonathan off road rules, because clearly that didn't work no, out no. for you. But I think Hoggins, Honky Hoggins, <laughs> Honky Hoggins, the dirty gasher pig, has plenty of rerun potential. And then every time you're like, oh, I'm hungry, I've been in here for days, right? We can just like get a hose full of swill and pump it in. And people gather round, gather round, everyone. Hoggins is eating his swill. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight. It's not a pleasant sight <laughs> to see the man with the pig snout just eating his, his slurry, his, his slops. <laughs> they don't want those slops and they don't want me slopped. They, they don't, why do I explain this? If you, you, if there was any way you could know that people don't want this, you would already know it. I get me telling you is not going to change anything, but I just can't help but uh, try to set the record straight on this. It's, it's not what they want. Sad now. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff we could do. We could do a vinyl record. Do, do you remember this? There's someone who wants to do a vinyl record, potentially. They haven't gotten back to me about it since I last contacted them, I think, a week or so ago. But they're in the midst of uh, a crunch time on a project. And that project's going to be done this week. I'm going to contact them next week and say, do you want to do that vinyl record with uh, with Stephanie Conrad and Jonathan doing some some bits? That, that could work. That could sell, I don't know, in the thousands. 
and really make people happy for a long time. They're going to frame it on their walls, I bet. Honky Hoggins doesn't have the same. You can't ha- hang him on a wall. You just watch him. Oh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> I've got about five different ideas involving dressing you like a pig and hanging you from the wall, Jonathan. By like Velcro or hooks or some just suspending me up there. What? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, those are three of the ideas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's a little insensitive uh, that I was sad. And you brought up vinyl records, which uh, honestly just compounds the issue, considering who made me sad in the first place. And it wasn't even you, Jonathan. Oh, no. Who made you sad? God. What? Damn. Bloody Sting. <laughs> the singer. Sting. The singer of the police. The singer of the police and the star of Dune and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, a bit part. <laughs> Sting. Again, bane of my life. What did Sting do? Uh, what 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 hasn't he done? It's it's bad enough that I gave him the keys to my house while I was away winning women's titles in wrestling to come over and water my plants, and I come back and they're brown and dry and flaky. That was the injury. The insult came weeks later, weeks later, Jonathan, because I've been playing. Castlevania, the Symphony of the Nights. It's a great game. Great game. I was nearly 100% complete on it. Just had the last bits of of Draclia to pick up, right? Mm -hmm. I'd gotten a whole bunch of the rare stuff, including that sword that you've got to kill like hundreds of ghosts to get because of the really rare drop rate on it. Oh, sure. I'd gotten that and left it to go away for the weekend, do some of my wrestling stuff, come back, picked it up, started playing it again. No harm, no foul. All's good. I get a phone call from Sting right as I'm at the last save point to to finish this off and wrap it up. 100% run. I answer the phone. Sting's there. He's stifling a laugh. Of course he is. And he says, "How's, how's your game going, Steph? And I said, what? Castlevania, the Symphony of the Nights. How's it going? I think I made good progress. And I said, what do you mean? Check the name on the save file, Steph. And it it said JSS Mm. for me. And what I hadn't noticed was it was now JSS full stop. What he'd done, Jonathan, and this speaks to a, to a, Diseased criminal minds, Jonathan. He spent that weekend playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night, grinding it, getting the rare drops, which could have taken him hours per item, Mm. and saved over my file with a name almost identical, so I wouldn't know. And he managed to get the exact same inventory, make the exact same progress, and save in the exact same spot, so that he'd actually not saved over my work. He'd replicated it and made me think it was mine. Uh, Which is worse than if he just started the game over and saved over the file. So, so the same name, the same items, indistinguishable. Functionally, from- <laughs> functionally indistinguishable. 
except for the one fact that I know and he knows that it wasn't my work. (laughs) So he didn't even rename it Sting Rules with a Z or something? Like he didn't rub it in? No, he wanted me to keep playing it. He wanted me to pick up another person's work thinking it was mine because it was an identical replication. But it wasn't mine. That wasn't my lived experience, Jonathan. That wasn't my save file. That wasn't my game. Wow, this is... It's layered. <laughs> it's its like he somehow had your baby and didn't tell you until later. And he said, this is actually me. This baby yeah. is made of my parts, not yours. And you had to deal with this... This child that was who you thought it was, but it's no longer your own. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> Open up the PlayStation, Steph. Sting giggles. Wow. So I I press the, the eject. Open up the CD tray. Written under the lid just says, Stings, don't it? His calling card. What a sadistic... What did he? So, what did you know this about him? Did you know he was like this when you first befriended, if you want to call it that, Sting, and asked him to water your plants? Bear in mind, yeah, this is the same Sting that told me he was changing his name to Stink for a fun <laughs> joke, and then cried at a party when I called him Stink, and told Taylor Swift and Phil Collins that I'd been calling him that all week, and it really hurt his feelings. You remember this? You were there. I must remember this. I don't remember. You complimented the pigs in blankets that that Alice Cooper had brought over. (laughs) Those are gross. What's in the meat? No one knows with the pig. They say it's a pig, but that's a rumor at best. No one's confirmed that that's pig meat in there. I don't think. It's mystery meat from Alice. Well, when when we make and sell Huggins brand pigs in blankets, uh, some form of meat will have touched it. Because Hoggins is made of meat, right? That's the that's the tag it's, line. Because you're gonna come on the orders. Oh no, I can't come. Yeah, that's no, not same happen. Glaze. There's... Yeah, sweet, sweet Johnny Glaze. <laughs> There's no glaze. I'm, uh, I'm... the sugary glaze. Compliments of Big Johnny D. The big's in quotes. It's it's um again trying to squeeze rock from a stone. There's no fluid inside me. I'm I'm uh a dry skin, dry meat. Like beef jerky on the insides and then just bones. <laughs> I have no fluid. I am uh, completely dehydrated. Okay. So what you're saying is, well, certainly what I'm hearing is we need to put the fluid in you first mm-hmm. so that you can then milk it out. We've got to milk <laughs> into you for you to milk out. Milk in, milk out is... <laughs> Is the science behind the the theory? That's true, but it's not yeah. what I want. I don't want. I don't want milk. Have in. you heard of Have you heard uh, of the term docking, Jonathan? You mean like uh, putting your computer in a docking portal and a docking station? Yeah, uh, except instead of putting a computer in a docking station, it's putting um, your cock in another person's cock. Cock in cock. Cock in, cock action. No, how does it fit in there? Cock in, cock out, shake it all about. (laughs) It's like... That's what we're all doing down by the river. It could be... So, Knockin' the Boots, I think it was a number one hit for H-Town on their album called Fever for the Flavor. 
Yeah. And it could be the only idea I had for myself is to somehow do a new knock into boots. I mentioned it before briefly, but I didn't get into this much detail. But I don't know what the sexual uh, coolness is these days. Like, what what sex do people want to have? In the 90s, they wanted to knock the boots. The chorus to the song is, somebody rocking knocking the boots. Maybe someone can take some of the words that were uttered in this podcast and turn it into a sexy R&B hit single. And I can take some of the credit for that. I don't think I said any yeah. of the sexual things, though. I, I talked a lot about not sex, but Steph, you said a lot of great sex things that are very interesting. I think they yeah, that's where yeah. the hit is. It's not with me. I am not the hit. You are the hit, Steph. I am not the hit. I am the miss. I am a living miss. Well, I think you'll certainly be able to hit a lot of things uh, once <laughs> myself and Conrad and Lloyd and the boys have all had a turn docking with you. Once and, you uh, put the milk in. Put the milk in so that you can then uh, spray it back out. I don't think it's going to work that way. It's the ultimate intimacy in a way. You're you're, you're spunking another person's spunk. How does this... (laughs) I can't process your spunk in a way that You can't process. That's why we're filling you with our processes. (laughs) I I don't think I am just like a tube... That goes from whatever holes you're going to put the spunk in, the the butthole, the the mouth hole, the nose holes, knowing knowing what you may want to experiment with. It's not just a tube that then goes straight into my penis and then ejaculates the spunk that is put into the spunk holes. Well, no, that's right. the point. It's it's your penis hole that it's oh, going you're into. spunking straight into my penis hole is what you're saying, right into the source. Like, how does <laughs> what a, a waste of time. And then it's just going to come out. How does a out? super soaker work, Jonathan? It sucks the water up through its nozzle before spraying it out. And then that drill instructor from that advert in the 90s would go, What is better? <laughs> they did yell that, didn't they? Right? And you'll be yelling that. We'll dress you up like a drill instu- instructor. We'll each take turns masturbating our cummies into your penis. And then you will uh, spray it out your nozzle going, What is better? <laughs> And that will make you famous, dot, 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 somehow. <laughs> On that note, I have to return to my call audits. <laughs> Various, oh man, I have to open so many spreadsheets right now and enter the data. Mm. Uh, oh reporting gosh, yeah, enter data into my spreadsheet. So many outcomes mm. I need to document in the, in the oh, shared God, yes, spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, share my spreadsheets. Mm. It's, it's such boring work, but I got to do it. It's, it's, uh... Oh, you're going to be boring into me with your spreadsheets and your cool audits. And it will be documented. <laughs> uh... Oh, well, it was so nice to return to, yeah, to my favorite people. Wonderful. What a, what a... Mm-hmm. And people continually ask me. I was at PAX East recently and they were like, don't you feel degraded? And I was like, me? <laughs> I just show up and listen. I and and sometimes voice my disagreement, but nothing bad happens to me. I'm just hearing other people's thoughts. If anyone might feel as though they are saying something that may lead them to feel ashamed, I don't think it's me. And they're like, "Oh," and then they smile and walk away. Is like as if as if I somehow revealed that I'm the one who the joke is on. But I don't feel that way at all. I'm always excited to talk to you too. No, see what the joke's on the listeners who have spent years <laughs> listening to this slot. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Those fools. 
No, Jonathan, you are... I've known you now. We've we've all known each other now for over 10 years. I was thinking, I was realizing it today. It's, it's 15 now. Yeah, it's 15. 15. I think we were all writing together at one point in 2008. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah. Um, there are very few people I could say I've, I've maintained contact with for that long. Mm. Not always for bad reasons. Sometimes you just fall out yeah. oh, sure. of, of communication. Um, no, you are very dear to me, Jonathan. Oh, and this likewise. relationship is among the longest any of us have had. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. relationship. This one. Yes. This is Just the one. one. This is the one. This is the one that stuck. This is the one that we didn't want to let go of. And let's face it, it's one of the least sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am certainly that I've had. Oh sure, I am. I am one of the least sexuals. I am. Uh, that is my preference. Not homo, hetero, bi, or pan. It's least. Just less. Yeah, less sexual. That's me. That that maybe if I. Ever have another child? Why am I saying this out loud? I will name them less, and their middle name will be sexual, less sexual homes. <laughs> and they'll have to just wonder why they'll I did have that. to just live with that, won't they? <laughs> yeah, I won't actually do that. They won't turn up to your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> no, less, less sexual will not show up to the, the, the funeral. No, no, they'll celebrate it. How many people really use their middle name at all, right? Less middle name could be sexual. It could be fine. It'd just be like a family <laughs> gag. <laughs> That's true. They never have to tell. Only the people that will see their ID or what have you will ever know. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe... What I'm saying is I should change my name to less sexual. Homes. Now, what will be fun are the brief period of years where Les doesn't realize that there's something funny about their name and does use it, their middle name, liberally. Oh, sure. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, those childhood years when you don't most often know what all of these words mean. Um, uh, a quick report on my son. He will just yell, how's your penis? Now. <laughs> In the middle of uh, us going out to eat or something. In a, like a silly voice like that. Because he doesn't know that the penis is something that people don't want to hear screamed. He just is... To him, it's like saying, how's your nose? Or how's your fingers? Like, it doesn't... He doesn't think there's anything weird about penises. Um, Say it. This kid gets it. I've been saying it for years. (laughs) He gets something. He knows the score. He's wiser than us all. He's He's having a good life. He likes his life, for sure. That's good. That's good. <sighs> yeah. Don't suppose you feel more famous uh, as a result of today's podcast, John? A little, little concerned, but overall pleased. Concerned. Not at all famous. Yeah. It's not take. It's not taken off. No. no, it's 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 not. But you know what? Good luck with your little cowboy friend. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, and hopefully we'll uh, get to record again sooner when I uh, have this new job. I'll hopefully. On my yeah, end, I would, I would like have more that. availability. And it, I didn't mean to put it all on you, Steph. I am pretty busy, too, with day job stuff. It is not all you. Well, we've all been busy and stressed. Yeah, and but we're doing okay. Thing. We're, we are doing okay. Yeah. We are. And I'm just playing for time because I don't... I literally don't know when we'll do this again, so I'm just, like, holding on to it. Aww. Yeah, but I have to go. I have to... Uh, you have to go. I have to enter the world of day job. You can enter the world of my day job. 
Mm. It would be really funny if um, <laughs> you got a tattoo on your your rear end, on your buttocks, and one buttock said day, and the other one said job. <laughs> You, and you would open them up and be like, enter the day job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've been uh, considering getting a new tat, so I will uh, put that on the short list. <laughs> day and job on my ass. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>